What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. This Haberman and Middlecoff segment is brought to you by Ease and easewellness.com, promo code HAM. And by manscaped.com and the promo code HAM. And by Sleep Number and the new Sleep Number 360 smart bed. Go to sleepnumber.com slash ham to find the nearest store to you. And by SeatGeek, promo code HAM, 10 bucks off. Now to the segment. This game, and I saw some debates about whether it was a good game or a sloppy game. It was an incredible game. Russell Wilson said after the game, it may be the craziest game he's ever been in. And he's been in some crazy game. I mean, he's been in a crazy game against the Raiders. I think I saw Juszczyk said the same thing. He's like, we've had some crazy games when I was with the Ravens, but this tops the cake. I, I came takes away from that game just <laughs> takes the cake. Just thoroughly satisfied. Like, I, I was yeah. happy it didn't end in a tie, and I saw I thought you had a great tweet. Like, because Kyle got some criticism. And, you know, it's, it's fair because they got the ball late in overtime, ran three plays, didn't complete any passes. and Because like you could justify, I guess, with a minute 30 left, just play for the tie, this divisional game. Or, yeah, I, I or, guess. Kinda, or is there like a medium where it's like, if you're not winning the game, they're not winning the game. But I don't know if there's a medium. You're either trying to win the game or you're just doing everything that's you where, can. That's, to where, that's where I stand. And I'm where, with where you. Where do you stand? You're at home. You're 8-0. Go for the win. Go for the win. But like, like I saw what Kyle said was, yeah, we called three plays. We expect them to be completed, and they weren't. Yeah, exactly. So I Jimmy's had no issue. One with pass that. on Jimmy was like, "Whoa, Jimmy, what are you doing?" Yeah, we'll get into. I mean, we can get into Jimmy the whole thing. But the bottom line was Debo was open on the third down pass. The game was he beat him. The game was incredible, man. Just the game was everything. And we, you know, we deb- the Thursday night football has beaten Monday night football six straight weeks in the ratings. Which is this is a Bay Area Monday night versus Thursday night because the Raiders just had a really good Thursday night game. So we'll see, but. Um, like you said to me before the podcast, is there any reason why Niners Seahawks won't be Monday Night Football every year for the foreseeable future? One of the two matchups. Yeah, it feels like it got. And the other one might be Sunday like, night. I mean, is that possible? Yeah, it, it feels like it's a lock the next several years, right, to be on one of those two games or one of those two nights. I text you immediately after because I was low on juice, so I wasn't checking Twitter that much. But clearly, there were some questionable calls. Right with some helmet to helmets, and there was like the tackle on the punt return where they got a 15 yards, and it was I, I could see where people complain about that shit, 
But I uh, late, I think in the fourth quarter or late in the in one where time, the one where uh, was it Marquise Goodwin who lined up 15 yards behind the line of scrimmage, took off sprinting that one? No, no, no. This is a the Richie James, the punt returner, oh, okay, gets yes, tackled yes. and they call 15. And yeah. it was like that's kind of bullshit. And there are some plays like that that easily just manipulate. When you're live, that's the other thing. When you're sitting in the stands, guy, even unlike the media elites, you don't have TVs or anything, so right. you don't quite you're not complaining as much on the fouls, you know? You're just kind of taking in the game. That's right. You're, there were 70,000 people riveted. It's a much different experience than the people, you know, at home. So I took – it was riveting. But I, then I text you, like, was that a bad game? Because I thought it was one of the more remarkable ebb and flow games I've ever seen. It might be the craziest event I've ever been to in my life. Maybe Game 7, NBA Finals. But, like, that, that was a little different. Like, this is just – Crazy game, back and forth, with just crazy ebb and flows in overtime. It, it was, I don't know, man. I, I don't think I've ever quite experienced, of all the games they play, or they have played, it would be hard to chop top the NFC Championship, right? Just given the impact or the result of what that game led to, a Super Bowl berth, given the final play, how that game ended, one of the more historic moments, and it kind of made this guy... Who is now, would you say, one of the most famous players in the last like 20 years in Richard Sherman? His moment to Crabtree, the Crabtree thing. Like, that's probably will never be topped unless they play again in the playoffs, which might happen again. You would say there is actually a decent chance that in the next several years we might get the game. I thought Richard had a great point after the game. He's like, is this a rivalry? Like, has the rivalry been renewed? He's like, well, I don't think regular season games can create a rivalry, which. He was trying to kind of play a hard guy, which I get it. He's like, you, you got to play in the playoffs. Like, part of the reason it was such a big deal back in the day, we played in the fucking NFC Championship game. And can you imagine the hype if if we if somehow, like, the Niners are the two or they're the two and the Niners are the five and they play in the second round? Like, the hype on that game, because they would have another game. That, that would be the third time they play this year. The second time they've played in the playoffs this decade. Richard is right there, and I, I say it all the time. Baseball is a little different because, you you know, I make fun of the Giants-Dodgers. They never played in the playoffs. But you play so many times in the regular season, so it's a little different. But part of what, like, basketball definitely, like, Michael Jordan's rivals were created by playoff series. In football, like, the Ravens and Steelers would just match up in the playoffs on top of playing multiple times a year. Like, the Eagles and Cowboys have played over the years so many fucking times. The, why, why were the Cowboys and the 49ers a rivalry? Not because they had regular season games. Because they played in the playoffs all the time. I want this playoff game, guy. I want this to happen. Because you can't make up. The one thing you can't do is like the, like let's use the Saints and uh, Falcons for example. There is tangible shit there. And this is like, there is tangible, you don't need to like, fake hype shit. You don't need to have like NBA storylines. It's just Seattle Niners. It's fucking on. You know? It, you, it, and when they're both good, it immediately goes from 0 to 60. Yeah. It's like last night, you could tell like a series in, like, God, this thing's serious. There, there's a lot on the line here. And I, it, and I, I want it to happen in the playoffs. I, I thought what one of the things that made the game great was both teams had multiple moments where you thought... Oh, I thought you were going to say the broadcast crew. Uh... <laughs> They had multiple moments too, John. Um, but both teams had multiple moments where you thought, 
they're on the verge of just kind of this not being their night, right? The Seahawks could get no, they couldn't get anything going on offense. Like their first possession was three plays, three plays, three plays, five plays punt, six plays punt. Niners are up ten nothing. I tweet, and it felt like it should have been twenty one or something, right? I tweet a screen grab of a United Airlines flight that gets me to Miami direct from SFO for February first. Little cocky. <laughs> Just I was just I loved doing it early, just knowing that if they lost, I'd get all the all the. Dad, what were you thinking? As if I actually bought the ticket. Um, and then what happens? Fumble, not not like a fumble recovery, not a pick six, but a fumble six. Which to me, fumble six are so dramatic because there's the scramble for the ball. Like a pick six, it's just like, oh, this guy's going to the house. Fumble yeah. six dramatic. So Jimmy gets sacked. Fumble six because because really a lot of times, for every fumble six that works. Most of them, the dude whiffs, right? Whiffs or trips or gets chased down because he's not Jadevian Clowney. Because yeah. um, it tends to be fumble six by the quarterback who's going to be there by the ball, offensive and defensive line. Yeah. So then, so then the Niners get the ball back after the fumble touchdown. It's 10-7, to seven, and they go three and out. They do nothing. They have like a one minute. It was an awful possession. It's like, oh, my God. So they give it back to Seattle, and here comes Seattle. And here comes DK Metcalf, and there goes DK Metcalf, and then Chiquisky, as he was called on the broadcast all night, Tart makes this play. I'm sure in the stadium, I can't only you texted me. I'm sure in the stadium, everyone's like, "What the hell is about to happen here?" Because Kwaski, I think he got the ball, but then he's he's out of bounds, and then we're what? Then he's in the end zone, and DK. Well, everyone's everyone's trying to figure out like, what are the rules? You have to establish yourself back in bounds. Can you be the first guy to touch it out of bounds? One while he's going, it's like. Is DK Metcalf look like Terrell Owens right now? Like breaking tackles, <laughs> fucking running through people. W- one quick takeaway. Mm. I don't know what his stat line was, and I know he gave that play up. DK Metcalf has star potential written all yeah. over him. Guy. Six, I know six for 70, John. E-Man made some plays on him, but that just how smooth he is. Fucker, he had a sweet sideline catch. It took even, you know, everyone was saying, Tart's play on that was just... That might be like play if the other couple plays didn't happen, like the clowny one, the Buckner play. That might be like play of the week. The yeah. Tart well, play. if they win the game, right? That's like it's poor man's George Teague taking the ball away. Is he gonna score? Because he didn't go out of bounds. He's right no, there. I think he's he, falling in the. Well, he might. He, have, oh, he yeah. was out of bounds. It was it just. Well, I just no, don't DK know didn't go out of bounds. Yeah, no, but I'm saying like, did he go out of bounds? So that he would have scored if he holds on the ball because he's falling in the end zone, I think right? so. Because yeah, initially I thought they're going to review this and he's going to score a touchdown before I realized Kwaski had the ball. So that was – I mean, that, that was, was wild play. <laughs> like one of the all-time – like one of the insane. wildest plays. And remember, there was – Tart, 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 Tart was fucking good last night. He was everywhere. I think there was a few – I think it was Alabama, Georgia maybe a couple years ago. You might remember this where – a receiver catches a ball and the DB is out of bounds with his hands on the ball as well, and they called it out of bounds. And like in college football, they've clarified the rules so that that so it's clear that what happened, like what happened in the Niners Seahawks game, was correct. But it is kind of crazy to see a guy out of bounds with his hands on the ball, then he's back. Well, there, in bounds there was and a play the ball. when you were rewatching the LSU game. Was it the second half? The guy goes out of bounds and then he comes back in bounds. He's got to establish himself back in bounds. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking with Tart. Right? If he would have. Got the fumbled ball while his, while his foot was out of bounds, it wouldn't count, right? Correct. But if he reestablishes both feet back in bounds, if he didn't uh, intentionally go out of bounds, which he clearly does not, he would have been. It would have been a non fumble, and the ball just would have been. The yeah, if you're ball, not like forced, yarder. you have to reestablish. Okay. Yeah, it was just. 
So that was that to me that play like encapsulate the game. Like it just I, you could encapsulate the game. Holy shit, John. So then the Seahawks start the second half with the ball, and the Niners take it away again. What was the score at halftime? Ten seven. Ten seven. Okay. And then the Niners don't get anything out of it. Remember, because they go for it on fourth down. Fourth was that the two. Rashad? Pen- was that the Penny fumble? Uh, was it Penny or Carson? Yeah, it was. Pen- I think it was. Uh, it was Penny. I, was, I thought it was Penny. You're yeah. right. It was Penny. So the Niners get the ball. I don't mean to, I'm not trying to do like a full game recap here, but it's just there's so many crazy plays. They get the they get the fumble, but then they turn it over on downs. Then they get the ball back from Seattle, but Jimmy throws the pick. I mean, did he throw the pick or did it go through Kendrick? It Bourne's went, goes hands? through Kendrick Bourne's hands. Thank you. I thought I thought that was ultimately the difference in the game. I agree with you B- because I that thought was it was like a game, forty yard play. I thought play. it was. It felt like it's it's fourteen to ten, and then they score again, and it felt like game set match at twenty one to ten. Well, I mean, everyone in the stands like this game's over because the Niners, Kittle's up in the press box sitting next to Barrows, telling him this sucks. I don't want to be here. I mean, he wasn't actually sitting next to him, but I saw Barrows like just ran into Kittle. He said this sucks, and which is good. At least he's walking around, I guess. And then all of a sudden, you know, I, on the broadcast is easy, or be on Twitter if you're following, because they're always like, Emmanuel Sanders is out. Because we're looking, we're going, why did they, born and Debo, where's 17? Mm. And then they show on the video board, he's questionable return rips. I'm like, well, he's probably out. Yeah. And then you realize 21-10, they can't run the ball, because they got this guy, I don't know if you ever heard of him, Jadeveon Clowney. He was like, we've been hearing about him since he was like a junior in high school. Looked probably what he liked, looked like when he was playing high school football at uh, South Carolina last night. He was he looked like Reggie White. Was every all you could see in the backfield was ninety, and then all of his other friends would like jump around. So you'd be like, how the fuck are they going to come back? And the only reason really they come back is the craziest play of the night, even crazier in the tart, is the Russell Wilson sack. I still don't know. Did he toss it to the offensive no. line and seal it out? Of it his just hands? popped into his arms. Oh, so it popped out of Russell's hands. Yes. And then it popped out of that guy's hands. Buckner if Peter tries to make a play, John, <laughs> tries to make a play. And then Buckner scores underrated next play. They score pretty easily on a two-point conversion right, right to Kendrick Bourne. Yeah. That's the thing with Kendrick Bourne where he's not bad. I mean, he's, you watch him. He had the touchdown pass across the middle. The one reason he obviously plays over like Pettis and over definitely over Marquise because he will go over the middle. He just – some balls will go. Gets open. Uh, that's clear. Yeah. He does get open. That and then play twenty one eighteen, and then they get the then they drive. So hold on, before we go on, did you think on the Buckner play? Because this, this happens to me now, and you and I were talking about it the other day. Every fumble recovery, I just assume like, yeah, the return is just for show. They're going to bring this back. Were you? Are you like, or can you see the whole field? You see, there's no flags. Well, no, because the ball down. keeps flying out. So you don't even so know where the ball not, is. Yeah, the, to me, that play is. Where I get mad at that play is when the arm, quote-unquote,'s coming forward. It's like, guys, right, we're right. fucking pass. This one was like, it was like sumo but wrestlers. I thought, was all- he down? Because on TV, you can't, here's the thing with the Niners' defense, John. They are, and I mean this, there's always so many of them in the backfield on television, it's hard to tell what's happening. Because there's always well, seven of them back there. I felt the difference of the two teams is uh, defensively. Seattle, to me, is not a great defense. Like last night, they were clowny-led. And they, they would bring pressure and chip, but, like, clowny changed the game for them. Where the Niners, like, even last night, you can't name, like, one player. Their, their unit is really good. You know, Fred Warner probably was really the standout. I mean, he had multiple sacks, flying all over the place. But Greenlaw has the pick. Richard's making big tackles. Buckner, Buckner Armstead, like, the, the, DJ, fucking, Jones. DJ Jones. Yeah, I mean, they got, 
they had E Man, like they're much more of a unit. That's why big picture you take away, you go, their defense is the real deal, right? Like how how many Russell threw one touchdown. Carson had, I guess, had the one rushing touchdown, but wasn't that based on a pick that they got the ball. So it's, to me, the defense was excellent. That that was just that was wild. It, so I interrupted. I, you were about to get to the green law interception, I think. Well, live, I'm on that side. I thought he was going to take it to the house. Yeah, I did. Too. And then he just kind of ran out of room. Was that when what's his name ended up missing the field goal on that drive? Yeah, it had to be in overtime. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess I actually skipped a, ahead because we got to overtime. Yeah, that, I mean, that, that guy makes a, a kick first. Give him the credit for that first one. Yeah, I, I was driving home and listening uh, just different shit, and then I flipped on, like, uh, the post-game show, and this guy calls in, and he's like, you know, can we can we press pause on this? He's like, we're pointing the finger at Jimmy, pointing the finger at Kyle for, you know, playing for a tie. Let's, I, I kind of, let's get into that next. He's like, can we point the finger at this guy? Hey, Robbie fucking Gold. I, he didn't say it. Fuck. We just paid you $12.5 million. You're All you're paid to do is kick. Somehow you get hurt in practice, and we got to sign this random guy that was on a couch. Like, I can't blame this guy at all. And people are like, oh, he shanked the kick. Well, he'd hit the game tying one. I, I think I saw Tessator was, or maybe Booger, one of the two of them said, like, he just crumbled in the moment. It's like, guys, well, he just hit the game. And then Terrell Williams, <laughs> the Raiders. The, the Raiders uh, wide receiver tweeted, like, God, they're terrible. You Booger know? said that his mechanics broke down because of the pressure. Yeah, well, didn't he, he literally hit the game-tying field goal to send it into overtime, correct? Also, <laughs> I don't know what – maybe Booger was a kicker. I would stay away from kicker mechanics. That's just me. Yeah, I mean, I, I just I, – I can't blame random kicker but that kick off was pretty the screen. <laughs> it was, but a guy, he did hit – but my point is, like yeah. – I have no opinion if the kicker had missed every kick or he makes every kick. Like, I, I can't judge that guy. Yeah, they, yeah. They're paying their kicker six, five, whatever. The highest paid kicker in the league, or one of them, maybe Tucker is, whatever. They're paying him a shitload of money, and he's fucking hurt with some injury that he hurt. Like, it, it kind of feels like Robbie got paid and just doesn't give a shit. That's, yeah, that's see, my I don't. When right it comes now. to injury, if a guy's hurt, a guy's hurt. I'm not. But he had I been missing. Be guy, he was under fifty percent on the season. Like he'd been yeah, terrible. Yeah, so maybe he'd been. I don't know. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm, like, my point is, it's been a disaster season, regardless whether it's his fault, whether he's in it, whether he's not I, in I it. I know. I, I'm just saying. I don't Gold. blame guy. I don't, I'm not blame guys for injuries. That's a whole other. That's a whole. Yeah, other I'm thing. just blaming Robbie Gold for being a disaster this year. He got paid, and I just he's MIA now. He's, you know, I, I got half the other team on both sides. You got people limping around playing, you know, it's like, bro, you're making $5 million. You're nowhere to be found. You're missing kicks. We're depending on this guy from afar. He just looks like a normal little guy that I guess undrafted for agent from Illinois that got uh had a pretty cool moment that had a shitty moment who probably, you know, the moment Ro- Robbie's quad gets good is going to get cut. Right. But yeah. I, All right. Playing for, playing for the tie or not. Well, what, what's for the, the tie? I say this all the time with players. Like, what's the point of pro sports? To find a Russell Wilson, to find a Carson Wentz, to find a, Joe, a Nick Bosa, a Joey Bosa, whoever. Richard Sherman's in their, you know, draft them, then sign them and build your team around good players. And the point of having those guys then is whatever sport you play, baseball, basketball, football, golf tournament, whatever. Your goal is to win. <laughs> You're trying to win. Now, there are certain situations... I guess, like, if this would have been, let's say, 
you lose this game, you lose the division, you tie this game, you win the division. Let's say this was week 17. Then, yeah, I'd look at it a little differently, right? It's November 11th. You're 8-0. You're playing Seattle. There's a minute 40 left. I was shocked to see how many NFL people were like, what the fuck is Kyle shit? So you just want to play for the tie? Is, is that the fucking point? Especially the analytic people. This drove me nuts. Because the analytic fucking people who were crushing Kyle are always the ones that are on the two-point conversion thing, right? On the 14 points in the second. Because the goal is to win. You're playing to win, not to tie. Yet they were cool with the tie there. Well, what's the point of this whole thing, guy? I, I can't even have one opinion that he should have run the ball that he's trying to win. Yet yeah, sucks to lose. But, like, if, if I'm going to get mad at the guy for, like, well, he just he screwed up because he played to win. Like, I mean, are we, we – you can't then, like, you're, you're just always going to be anti-whatever happens. And that is the ultimate, the ultimate classic nerd thing going right now, why a lot of people hate the nerds. Because that's an elitist fucking take. Like, you should have run – like, there was a minute 40 left, he's throwing the ball. Yeah, it sucks going three and out. But I, I honestly think most people aren't even engaged in that conversation. The analytic I, aspect of it, but I do think the fourteen, like going for two, has become a big yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm NFL. just saying, like, I think if we just went around the whole stadium and talked to everybody, they'd be like, "What? Whatever." Yeah, I don't. I just, I'd rather them go for two, or yeah, I just want to win the game. Here's here's the other thing that all of that ignores, right? Everything you're saying ignores the context of the 49ers' defense is really good. So Kyle's thinking. But but it was like you'd play like seven quarters. No, I know. Like, I, no, there's no doubt. You know? Like those guys had to be gassed. But I understand part of his thinking is like, if we don't get it here, I don't turn it over on my own twenty. I kick it to them, and then they start at their own thirty yard line because the punter I draft is actually pretty good. And guess what he did? He kicked a fifty yard punt. Would, would he have got booed out of the stadium if he just would have ran it three times, like run out the clock and just tied? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know if he actually would have, but yes. I think a lot of people would have booed. Like, you just play for the tie. After now, all this? <laughs> you, you, when you do, like, this morning, would you have rather had a tie than a loss? That, that's not really arguable. You'd rather have the tie in their situation. Right? Because they're playing for the number one seed. Well, that's seat. what the analytics guys would tell you. But, we, but that's because but we know today general, that like, they lost the game. You'd rather have I'm, a win, which is what they were trying to do. 100%. I'm just saying, though, I, I do understand, like, it can't be argued that just in the grand scheme of things, you'd rather have a tie than a loss today. Yes, but what I'm saying is when you make that argument in the moment, there's a minute 50 left and you've got the football, the win is still on the table. Today the win is gone. But in the moment, the win is still there. You can still win the football game. Well, the other thing is they didn't need to drive. This wasn't a situation where they had to drive to score a touchdown. They just needed a field goal attempt. So you, you didn't... Well, but the guy had already hit a 45. I'm I just know. saying a field goal attempt. I'm just saying a field goal attempt. Yep. They they were not – he wasn't going to call plays. Like, one, they didn't have the ability because their best players are – one is a broken rib and one's in sweats upstairs. They were just trying to move the ball to get in the field goal range, and it backfired. Now, the couple first passes, I think there was one to D- – Jimmy was terrible. And the, the third pass to Debo down the sideline, he underthrew him because Debo hasn't beat. Yep. You know, he had him beat. So it was like, I saw, like, what a play by, was it Griffin or whoever the corner was? It was an underthrown ball. You know, it was an underthrown ball. Now, do you, I, I think you could make the argument, do you like that shot on third down, running a go route, you know, on third and 10, given the situation? You, you could make that argument, but here's what I would say is like, 
the track record for Kyle Shanahan calling the right play is, I think, pretty well established. So I'll let Kyle. Well, Sh- I'll let Kyle Shanahan. I'll, I'll let somebody else second guess Kyle Shanahan's play calling. Do you know what? There, do you know what there was a lot of last night though? It's like, oh, the Super Bowl just can't run out the. Oh, he didn't have a twenty-three lead. He's it's just, he's tied. What, what are you fucking? He's not running out the clock here. What are, what are you guys talking about? That's what drew me drove me nuts. Like run out the run, what are the clock for what? You know, I, he's trying to try to win this game, like you said, at that moment. Now, at this moment today, while we're talking, yes, a tie is better than a loss. When you factor in what's at stake, the division, yeah. Yeah. the uh, mainly the buys. Because now, it can't, like, the result of this game, there are four teams now in the mix for one and two seats, right? The Niners now have one loss, and there are three teams with two losses, and one of those teams has beat the Niners, and the Niners play the other two teams with two losses. Right. So it's, it is, from a football, if you are just love the NFC, or like the Packers, like the Saints, or like Seattle, like it's on. You know, we got seven more it's games. The, it's the 90s again, John. Yeah, it's seven more games to find out who's going to get a first-round bye. And all, there are four teams that could have the number one. Like, there is a chance, I wouldn't say 50-50, because the Niners still have a one-game lead. And if they just split with the Saints and Packers, it would still be like they're still in the driver's seat. But all four of these teams could either end up with the one or end up with a three or in like the Packers and Niners. Like there's a chance the Niners or the Packers to be the five because Minnesota's thinking, well, if the Packers lose a couple games, we can still win the division. Like there, there's yeah. a lot at stake coming down the stretch. Guys. Well, you go from unbeaten to the, the, the world is our oyster to a half game ahead of Seattle and they've got the tiebreaker. Not only that, it's like... And you go there. It's like, when's George coming back? (laughs) George! Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.